Good morning. I know for most of us that our thoughts are with Tony and Coretta this morning. Tony is unable to be with us. Uh, I think most of you know that he had a close friend who passed away last week. That funeral is today. Tony will be one of the ones officiating at that funeral. So our thoughts and prayers are with Tony and Coretta during this very difficult time because most of us have experienced and have gone through what he is going through, the loss of a loved one. And our prayers are also with the Reeves family during their time of their loss as well. If you haven't already, uh, be turning in your Bible to uh, Luke, the 10th chapter. Luke, the 10th chapter. This morning we'll have a lesson on distractions. And while you're turning there, let me give you a little illustration of, of a distraction. The, one of the gentlemen that I used to work for, one of my bosses, he was known as the king of speed. He loved to drive fast. If you looked in his vehicle on his shift selector, there was only two places marked on there. There was P and HD. It was either in park or hammer down. That's all he knew. Every time I got in that vehicle with him, I always did two things. I always called the insurance company and made sure my life insurance policy was paid up. And I always had a long prayer with God just to be sure I was in a good, safe condition. But he tells this story on himself because not only was he the king of speed, but he was also the king of multitasking. He was a salesman, and he was the best salesman you've ever seen. He operated out of his truck, and he had developed over time the habit of multitasking, being able to drive, remember, the king of speed, driving fast, passing everything on the road, and yet at the same time, he would talk on the phone and take orders. He would uh, drive with his left knee, controlling the uh, steering wheel. He would hold the phone against his shoulder, caught a position by his head. He would be riding on a pad balanced on his right knee. He would be smoking a cigarette, and he would be drinking a sundrop. All of this while he's going down the highway. Well, he told the story that he was heading out of Manchester, heading to Manchester on Highway 53 out of Woodbury. And he was busy, and he was talking on the phone, and he was involved, and he was just passing that traffic. And he said he realized he had a problem when he looked up, and he saw that he was passing an ambulance with its lights on, heading on into the hospital. He said, I backed off. He was a little distracted. We're going to look at a lesson this morning of one who was distracted as well. The story takes place in the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. We find the story in Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning with verse 38. Their home is located in the town of Bethany. And Jesus and his apostles probably are there as well during this time. So let's look at Luke, the 10th chapter. Let's read verses 38 through 42 for our lesson this morning. Now it came to pass as they went, that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered 
about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. We see, as our story opens up here, Martha. And Martha is busy. She had opened up her house to Jesus. She exhibited the spirit of hospitality as she opened up herself, her house, and everything that she had to Jesus. And we know that Jesus rarely traveled alone because when you opened up your house to Jesus, he usually had at least his apostles with him. So in that household, at that hour, we have Jesus, the 12 apostles, and Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. There is at least 16 people in that household, maybe more. Now, if we today were responsible in our houses for entertaining 15 guests, we might be a little stressed. We might be a little anxious. I know there's some that can handle that just marvelously. Others, just a few, bothersome. But Martha was willing to care for those who stayed at her home, those who ate with her, those who were in her house with her. She was more than willing to open up herself, open up her home, open up her life to those whom she invited in. Martha was a wonderful lady. And I know in studying for this, a lot of the commentators, they're really down on Martha in this. But I love Martha. I love her spirit in it. I love her work ethic. And keep in mind, she is a wonderful disciple of Christ. She was a faithful follower of God. She believed in God. And she believed in the Son of God. If you will recall, in John the 11th chapter, when uh, she went out to meet Jesus, her brother Lazarus had died. Jesus had purposely stayed away. As he came into Bethany and he came to that family, Martha was the first one out to greet Jesus. And after they had talked some, Martha is asked by Jesus a question about her faith. Martha said, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God which should come into the world. Martha was a faithful believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Martha's faith was strong. There's so much good about Martha, but we're seeing her in one of her lesser times. That's one of the things the Bible points out. It shows the good in people, but it also shows us their weaker moments as well. Those that we have in our lives. Now, verse 40 says, according to the King James Version, that she was cumbered. Now, the other translations use the word distracted. Now, that's the only time in the New Testament this word distracted is used pertaining to Martha here. The word comes from two words in Greek. Uh, one is a preposition. That means around. The, the other word uh, uh, denotes a, a means drawing something out. 
So it gives us the word picture in Greek of a sword being drawn and one turning around, much as the fighters of old, when they were only armed with a sword, and they heard a noise or they were surprised by someone, and they would draw their sword and turn around and spin around and take on the danger or whatever it was that was around them. And that's, that's the picture we, we have of Martha here. Martha is distracted. Uh, Martha is distracted about all that's going on in her household, all of these guests, all that she has to attend to. Martha is beginning to lose focus about what is happening here. She is literally, as the Word says, she is literally spinning around attending to this, attending to that, going and taking care of this, and she is spinning literally all over the place. You know, we've all had those days, haven't they? When there's only one of us and there is so much that needs to be taken care of, and it needs to be taken care of right now. At work, when I was at work, there was always distractions. There were drivers to take care of. There was customer service. There was phones that was ringing. There was tickets that had to be done. There was the boss hollering at you in back. There was all things going on all the time. And you ladies at home, when you've got the little children at home and you've got a couple of small children there, you understand what that's like. You've got one child in the living room. It's got their grape Kool-Aid and they poured it on the white carpet and they're making a mural out of it. And you got another child over here, and they're washing the cat in the commode, and and you got food on the stove, and it's boiling over, and you got something in the oven, and it's burned because you can smell it, and the phone is ringing, and there's somebody at the door, and the dog is barking and won't quit. You've had those days. That's what Martha is having right now. She is distracted. Now imagine you're Martha, and it's 2,000 years ago. Uh, You cannot just pull something out of the freezer to take care of the guest. You do not have the use of that microwave to get everything ready quickly. You can't even go down at Papa John's and get pizza for everybody that's there. Everything has to be done by hand. And that includes the bringing of the water for the meal. Everything has to be seen and taken care of. And we see Martha, and she is troubled, and she is spinning around. There is so much for her to care for. And where is Mary? Well, Mary is sitting right there. Mary is calmly sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to him speak. And Martha has had enough. Verse 40 says that she came to, King James Version. Other translations said she came up to. Now, this phrase, came up to, comes from one Greek word. And it literally means standing upon. In in another passage, this same word is translating as attacking somebody. So um, imagine this picture of of Martha. You have the idea of her as Martha just burst into the room. She has had enough. Now, as I picture this in my mind, 
I see her just busting in on that room, standing over Jesus, and she's got those hands on her hips, and, and she's not smiling. Men, we know what that is. We've seen that in our household. We're sitting there calmly t- watching TV, watching a ball game or a golf match, and we don't realize our wife is bothered and bothered to distraction until she comes in there and she stands over us right up on that chair and looks down at us. We know that. We know that there's a problem. We know that we're in trouble. We know that we've done something wrong or we failed to do something. We just don't know what it is. Now, that is how it is with Martha here. She's standing over the Lord. Remember, he is sitting down teaching. She came up to him, stands over him. And look what she says unto him. She says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to come and help me. Now, did you notice what Martha did here? See, Martha could have said something to Mary. Mary's just sitting right there. She didn't go to Mary. She went to Jesus and talked to him. Now, in in reading, uh, in, in family counseling, what she did is called triangulation. That's where you don't go to the person that you've got the problem with. But you go to a more powerful third party. You bring in someone of higher rank, you bring one someone of higher authority who you think is going to take your side. That's what Martha does here. She complains to Jesus. She complains to Jesus assuming that the Lord would scold Mary, that Jesus would scold Mary for not being in there and helping Martha take care of everyone. Martha uses an interesting word, at the end of verse 40. She said, have her help me. This word help comes from one long Greek word. And it means to take hold with the side. To take hold with the side. It is almost like Martha is on one side of a table. And she's trying to move that table and she can't lift it by herself. And she wants Mary to get up and take the other side so that they can do it together. She wants Mary to take her share. She wants Mary to carry her weight. So Martha's asking the Lord to tell Mary to get up and take the other end of dinner so they can do it together, so they can move it on together. She wants Mary to help her. And she assumed that she was the one doing what the Lord wanted done. She assumed the Lord wanted Mary to come help her in that kitchen. But did you notice what the Lord told her? He had heard her words. He had heard her tone of voice. He had saw saw her posture as she was standing there. And he summarizes what he saw and what he heard. He says, Martha, Martha, 
you are worried and bothered about so many things. Sounds about like a lot of us, doesn't it? Now understand what is happening at this moment in time. Martha is under the same roof with the Son of God. Under the same roof with the Son of God. And she's too busy, she's too distracted to pay any attention to Him. She's too busy, she's too distracted to listen to those precious words that He is speaking. The Lord is not upset about the dinner. The Lord is not upset about what the house is looking like. The Lord is clearly has a problem with Martha. That all these distractions are having this effect upon Martha. The Lord is concerned about Martha being worried and about her being bothered. Now, if Martha could be this distracted by a meal, by taking care of the house, by taking care of the, all the people, even to the point of ignoring the very Son of God who's sitting right there in her house, how much easier is it for us to be distracted? To be distracted from what is really important in life. You know, there are so many ways in each of our lives to be pulled around, to be spun around, to be taken away from what is truly important. By allowing the distractions of this life to pull us away from what is truly important. To pull us away from God. And notice what Jesus said in verse 42. But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. We do not have Martha's response to these words that Jesus told her. I'd like to know what Martha said, what she did, but we're not told. And the Lord does not tell us exactly, word for word, what that one thing is that He said that was needful. He kind of leads it us to ration it out. But He does point us back to the example of Mary and what she was doing. She was sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to His words. The one thing, the necessary thing, is that we take the time to listen to God. That we take the time to listen to His words. Whether it is in public proclamation and teaching of God's Word, or whether it's privately in our homes as we read and study and meditate upon God's Word. The Lord wants us to take that time. You know, in this world in which we live in, where we have an endless list of distractions, the Lord is telling us to listen to His Word. Now, now Martha was busy. Martha was busy serving the Son of God. Martha was busy doing a good thing, taking care of people, serving them, showing hospitality is a wonderful thing. But she was so busy, she missed what was truly important. She missed the big picture. She was missing what was eternal. 
Now, in the whole scheme of things, what does it matter if the dinner is late? What does it matter if the dinner is cold? All of us have a lot going on in our lives. Some of you have more than others. But we have the stress of families. We have jobs. We have health concerns. We have commitments. We've got obligations. And each individual goes through this juggling, this balancing act of trying to take care of everything. All that's going on. In the midst of us taking care of our responsibilities. Let us not leave undone. Let us not miss what is truly important. We need to be aware that our enemy, Satan, has a way of making us think that we do not have time for God. Satan wants us to think that we don't have time to read the Bible. Do you ever hear yourself say or hear someone else say, I'd love to read and study God's Word, but I don't have the time? That's Satan telling us we don't have the time. He wants us to think that we're too busy. We have too much going on in our lives. We're too busy to do the spiritual things. One thing stands clear. If we're too busy for God, we are too busy. Notice what Jesus said. He said, Mary has chosen the good part. He reminds us, we all have a choice. You and I, we have a choice. If we are busy in this life to the point of distraction, it is because we have chosen to be busy to the point of distraction. If we are to give the Lord the attention and the service He deserves, it's because we have chosen to give the Lord that attention and service. If we run out of time, it's going to be because we decide, we choose to run out of time. We need to, each of us, think about our service, our attention, our devotion to God and to His Word. need to think how we're doing. Are we taking the time each day for God? In our daily lives, do we take the time to talk to God in prayer? Do we take the time each day to allow God to talk to us through His Word? We need to. Maybe... It's time that we, for us to rethink what we choose to do with our time. We need to be like Mary. We need to choose that good part. Mary understood that putting Jesus first, it's a choice. She knew that sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to Him speak was the most important thing that she could do. What's the most important thing for us? In our lives. You know in a world full of distractions. Let us pray that we will choose. The important thing. The lasting thing. The eternal thing. That we will choose. To read. To study. And to obey God. And in a world of collective good things that we can do. May we ever pray that God would give us the wisdom. To choose the better thing. This morning, have you chosen God? Have you chosen to put Him on as a child of God? If not, now is a wonderful opportunity. Having realized that you're outside of God's 
grace, love, and salvation, that you have repented of the sins of your life, and you made that choice to come forward, to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and to be baptized for the remission of your sins. Or if you have once named Christ, but have wandered away and realized you need to be restored to your first love. Won't you come as well as we stand and sing?